Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Mark chapter 2 verse 15. That night, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to be his dinner guests, along with his, with his fellow tax collectors and many other notorious sinners. But there were, many, there were many people of this kind among the crowds that usually followed Jesus. But when some of the teachers and religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with people like that, they said, his, said to his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I've come to call sinners, not those who think they're already good enough. <laughs> That's the NLT. He laying it down hard right there. Not those who think they're already good enough. You know, the reality is there's, there's a spectrum. And somebody's always, really, we're always somewhere on the spectrum. If, if we sit in here and say, oh, I never, I never feel like I'm better than anybody. The truth is, we're always going to battle that at different points in life. Sometimes you feel like that and the Lord will humble you or you have to humble yourself. Maybe you feel like you're not good enough to come to church. Or maybe, like we talked about, that friend I wouldn't bring to church. The bottom line is we want you to know you can bring any of your friends to church here. Whether they're a sinner, whether they grew up in church, or they're anywhere in the middle, everybody's welcome on that end of the spectrum. So the why is that we want to provide the same authenticity and the same you know, community that Jesus provided everywhere he went and when people came to him. Does that make sense, guys? Give me a thumbs up if, if that makes sense. Okay. All right, number two. We want to create a tight-knit community. We want to create a tight-knit community. So when I say that, what do I mean tight-knit? Tight-knit friendships are built on trust, transparency, integrity, compassion, forgiveness, and encouragement. All of those things. How many of you were here for our community series? Whenever, whenever we did that, it was like last year. A lot of that stuff we talked about but one of the key verses that we talked about was this. It's Proverbs eighteen twenty four. It says, there are friends, the NIV says, unreliable friends, who destroy each other. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. A real friend sticks closer than a brother. We want real friendships in fusion. And a friend that sticks closer than a brother is, is the tight-knit we're talking about. Um, quick story. Uh, whenever I was in college, a lot of you know I was in a fraternity. And after the whole pledge process, um, I was talking with some guys and we were having like a good heart to heart conversation. And it was on the topic of brotherhood. And at this time, I had about three friends that were Christians and they were with me when I got saved and when I finally met Jesus. And we were talking about brotherhood, my fraternity brothers and I. And at one point I said, you know, guys, I, like we, us, you know, us as fraternity brothers, we have great connections. You know, we get along. We got a lot of experiences together. We've built all those things that I mentioned earlier, trust, forgiveness, all that stuff. But man, to be honest with you guys, there is no brotherhood like a brother in Christ. And I know people use that word a lot. And a lot of old people, you know, use that word brother in Christ or, you know, there's, a, there's like a cheesiness to it, but it's, in its context, it's the real thing. It's the real thing. You know, you can be emotionally and mentally connected with somebody, and, and they could be your girls, or they could be your boys, but the deepest connection is a spiritual connection. 
And I would tell that to them all the time. And I would say, there's no closer time in your life that you could be with somebody other than when you're worshiping by them. Man, like earlier, when you're praying for each other, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You know, when you can pray for somebody and you can worship next to somebody, it doesn't get more tight-knit than that. I love seeing that. That's the community that we want We want here in Fusion. You know, a tight-knit community doesn't just share their highlight reels from Instagram or Facebook with each other, right? They're there regardless of what happens in life. When you do things you're ashamed of, tight-knit friendships, they're there for you. You know what I mean? When you do things you're proud of, they're there to support you. And I think Romans 12, 15 puts that into perspective. It says, when others are happy, be happy with them. If they're sad, share in their sorrow. Live in harmony with each other. NLT's laying it down again, y'all. Don't try to act important, but enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. (laughs) Don't think you know it all. No other version has that, by the way. Don't think you know it all. That's why we have life groups every second and fourth Wednesday. So I know like we've changed a couple of rotations of that, but that's really the heart behind life groups. Is number one, it's way easier and more practical to have an actual conversation with people in groups of like four to eight than it is in groups of 30 to 60, you know? And I also find it, it not just easier to have a regular conversation, you're, you're honestly more apt to be real when you're talking to somebody like a group of four or eight rather than a group of 30. I don't know about you guys, but I'm probably not going to open up to a group of 50 people. You know what I mean? So that's one of the reasons we do it. Another reason we do it is people grow faster in smaller groups. They grow, you grow faster in a small group. And I'll give you an example. When I was coaching, I used to coach boxing and we went to a coaching seminar and when we were there, they were trying to get us to do private lessons. And they had like some science, some exercise science guys there talking about why private lessons are key for the success of your facility. It's key for, and so I was thinking, man, I don't really get how that works. I mean, it's good to make good money doing private lessons, but they showed us some studies. Check these studies out. People who do one-on-one private lessons in any athletics, now the study's contingent on how much effort they put forth and how long the private lesson is, if it's a 30-minute, two-hour, whatever, but anywhere from 7 to 17 times faster, that's how much they grow than people who just do group practices and group classes. Seven to 17 times faster in private lessons. Just like that happens physically and athletically, the same happens spiritually. That's why we push small groups. That's why we don't want people not to come on small group night. Because we know that if you can get in some really good discussion, not only do you get to have some good input, not only do you get to hear other people because they get to have some good input, but you grow spiritually so much faster. And you do that by building trust and all of those things with them. You're following? Another way that we, uh, we look to grow tight-knit is something we start every service with. This is why we worship. This is why we worship. In Psalms 145.18, it says, The Lord is near to all who call on Him and to all who call on Him in truth. Followed by John 4.23 and 24, it says, Yet a time, this is Jesus talking, actually to the Samaritan woman we talked about earlier. It says, yet a time is coming and now has come 
when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. So like earlier, talking about tight-knit community, talking about God hearing and looking for true worshipers. Earlier when we're worshiping, and we took a moment. That wasn't pre-planned, by the way. That was right there. The Lord just told me to do that. And we close our eyes and you ask the Lord, Lord, what should I pray for this person? And, and it doesn't matter if it's, I, pr- I hope they have a good day tomorrow. It can be as basic as that, or the Lord could have given you a word of knowledge for that person. Maybe the Lord said, hey, tell them this specifically. You told them and it's something they needed to hear. Whatever end of the spectrum that was on, you heard from the Lord because the Lord is seeking true worshipers. The Lord is seeking true worshipers. So when we worship together, it has an effect creating a tight-knit community. So that's why we start every Wednesday with worship. Every Wednesday with worship. The third thing, leading into that, the third thing we always want to make sure we're doing here, and again, there's really four. Tonight I'm going to talk about three. Is um, We always want to make sure you have relevant teaching on the Word of God. And what I mean by relevant, I mean like current, up-to-date things. Current, up-to-date teaching for this season of your life from the Word of God. You know, you can look at different philosophies and theories out there. Is anybody in college or duly enrolled yet in here? No? A couple people in college, yeah. Um, so I went to college, and you'd be surprised how many, how many different theories and beliefs and all that stuff there are out there. Another thing is that's really big is self-help books. And, uh, man, you can get a bunch of advice from different friends or Professors, those professors are always waiting to give you some some advice, right? And I'm not lock, not knocking college. I, I I believe in college, but you can get all of those things. You can find any cause or group to support whatever you think is right, whether it's right or not. So the truth is this: in 2017, we're not short on information. Like nobody's like, golly, where do I find that out? You know, the other day I was talking to a, a good friend of mine who's my age and. He was saying, you know, this is before we had cell phones, before we had Google, and, and I'm sounding like an, an old fart right now, but it just is what it is. And there was a time that we actually had to hear the words, I don't know, and we really wouldn't find out. Like, here's an example. How tall is the Empire State Building? Like, if somebody asks me that right now, I just pull my phone out and Google it, and I'll, I'll be able to tell you. There was a time I remember riding with my mom, asking her and her saying, hmm, I don't know. And that was that. We wouldn't be satisfied with that today. So my point is, we are in, a, in an age where we are so bombarded with so many options, so much information. We have so much access to anything we want to know. And what's crazy is the real answer to all of life's problems and the real answer to all of the purposes that you've cre- been created for is in the simplest book in the world. And that's the word of God. So we always want to make sure we're continuing to teach you that stuff. Second Timothy 3.16 says this. It says all scripture. I like trying to get people to just participate. And I had so much fun doing that this morning. So I'm going to say, when I say all scripture, can you do it with me, please? Ready? All scripture. Let's do it again. All scripture. All scripture. Guys, I'm, y'all need to come to chapel. Those kids are crazy. They're jumping around. And, anyway, let me get back a point. All scriptures inspired by God. 
and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Let me pause right there. So all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. That means that there are some things that are true and some things that aren't true. Growing up in the world that we are growing up in now, there's something called relative truth, which means what may be true for you isn't necessarily true for me, right? Has anybody ever heard of relative truth? Yeah. And so one of the ways to debunk that is, well, is relative truth true? Who knows, right? It, that theory kind of falls on its head, but they, they teach that a lot. They teach something called relative truth. But right here it says to teach us what is true. So God's word is true. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It's so important to go to the word of God because the Lord will expose if something's off in your life. And only God can do that in the gentlest way that you need it done. Does that make sense? And it continues to read, it straightens us out and teaches us to do what is right. It is God's way of preparing us in every way, fully equipped for every good thing God wants us to do. You know, when you build your life on the Bible, um, you, you never fall short of any information for any situation, whether that's building friendships on God's word. If you don't gossip, if you don't slander, if you forgive people, if you love people, if you rejoice with people and get excited with them whenever they're excited and on and on. The Bible has great ways to have good friendships, relationships. You know, if whenever you get married, marriages, when you build that stuff on God's word, you can't fail as long as you stay yielded to God's word. Your job, school, I know maybe not right now, but parenting one day. When you build that stuff on God's word, you can't go wrong. So we always want to teach relevant stuff. How do we do that? Why do we do that? We want to keep you in the loop, and we do that every first and third Wednesday. Now, some of you have probably picked up on every third Wednesday, I've been getting Jonathan to preach or Matt to preach. Have uh, you know, I just ask you, how's Jonathan been doing? He's in here, so, eh. Yeah, get some claps. You gotta pray. You gotta pray more, Jay. It's so fun to put Jonathan on the spot. Well, when Matt comes in one day when he's not preaching, we'll do the same thing. But let me tell you guys why I do that. One of the reasons is I believe that God gives different gifts to His church, and one of those gifts is is preaching or teaching. But I think He puts different flares on those gifts, and He pulls from their life experiences and different spiritual gifts altogether. And so what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys a well-balanced meal. And so I'll meet with Jonathan on what he's preaching, and he preaches, and he does all right, I guess. And um, and Matt, same thing with Matt, and then I'll preach every first Wednesday. So if you guys have been seeing that that pattern, that's, that's kind of what's going on. Um, so why don't you guys do this with me? I want to do something together. Why don't you guys stand? And we we're about 10 minutes early, but I want you guys to do, well, let me just tell you this before we do it. Um, next week, we're still going to have our life groups. Uh, but right before that, I'll be talking about uh, providing ways for you to grow in leadership opportunities in Fusion, whether that be in life group leading, whether that be in the sound booth, any of that stuff, whether that be on worship. I just want to make sure that we're always enabling you guys to have room to grow in leadership or your involvement in the ministry as well. Again, I'll talk about that next week, but close your eyes for me and let's just 
like we did at the beginning, I just kind of want to think on on God. I, w- I want you to just think about the three things that I was just talking about. And I'm going to read the, the head points. Providing an authentic community. Ask yourself, do I do that? Do I, do I provide the community that I would want? Do I feel that I'm, I provide a down-to-earth, genuine, welcoming feeling? And while you're thinking about that, I want to just encourage you. I, man, as, the, as a student pastor here, I think y'all do an awesome job at that. But let the Lord, let's give the Lord time to just convict if he needs to. The Holy Spirit has a way of doing that. The second thing is, do I help to create a tight-knit community? Do I participate in small groups? Just ask the Lord, do I do, I do that part? Because we want to make sure, like if you brought your friend, would you be excited about it? One more thing. Ask yourself, is there anybody that you feel like the Lord will want you to invite? Or is there anybody that Maybe as I was talking about those examples of communities that Jesus has been around, that maybe you need to befriend. Maybe they're not even here. Maybe they're at school. Maybe they're in your family. The truth is, our heart for fusion is for it to be a place that you look forward to coming. And we want you to be comfortable inviting any of your friends. And we want you to grow relationally with each other and spiritually with God. So I'm going to pray over you guys. And I'm going to ask you guys to just keep an open mind to anything that God is telling you. I always want to close a service with asking, Holy Spirit, what are you telling me? What are you saying to me? So Lord, just like you did a while ago, you you spoke to every person in this room. God, we know that you always want to speak. We know that you're always looking to talk to us. And so right now, we're just going to be still. And Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you saying? Remember, if it's something that Jesus would be saying, that's probably the Holy Spirit talking to you. What are you saying, Lord? Now, as we still have our eyes closed, if I'm in here and this is all really new to you, nobody's looking around, everybody's eyes are closed. If you would say, man, this is all new to me and I don't know that I really know Jesus. I never heard of having a relationship with Jesus, but I'd be interested in that. If that's you, No one's looking around. Just slip your hand up. I'm not going to call you to the front. I just want to pray for you. All right. All right. I see. I see your hands. You can go ahead and put your hands down. Anybody else? Anybody else? If you're like, man, you know what? I think I want that relationship with Jesus. I think I want that relationship with Jesus. Slip up your hand. Let's all pray this prayer together. And the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, so if you say it with your mouth, and you really believe it in your heart, that you'll be saved. Being saved means that you've asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, and He does, and He opens a relationship up with you. So that's what we're going to do right now. Just pray after me. Pray this from your heart. Lord Jesus, let's all pray it together, guys. Lord Jesus, I love you. I know that I've sinned. And I know that I fall short from a holy standard. Maybe I haven't been living for you. But I don't want that anymore. 
Jesus, would you forgive me of all my sins? Would you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life? I surrender to you and I want a relationship with you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, I'm going to ask a couple of leaders to come up. We can go ahead and cut the lights all the way, Jay. Thank you. And um, I'm going to ask some of the leaders to come up. And I always want to have the altars open for prayer. If there's anything, this is the last why we do what we do part of tonight. If there's anything that you need prayer for, from a test tomorrow to I got in an argument with my mom or my dad before I got here to I'm having a girlfriend, boyfriend problem to it doesn't matter what it is. We always want to pray with you. We always want to pray with you. We want every person that comes here to feel and know, feel like and know that we're always ready to talk anytime, any leader. Okay, so I'm going to pray over you guys. And after I'm done praying, if you need prayer, come on up. If not, I love y'all and I will see y'all soon. Lord, thank you so much for what you did tonight. God, thank you for worship. Thank you for coming during worship. Thank you for speaking to all the students like you did tonight, multiple times. Lord, I pray that our vision is clear here. Lord, I pray that everybody would know that they are welcome, that everybody's welcome. And I pray that everybody would be encouraged to participate however you lead them to. Now, Lord, I just pray a blessing over every student. God, I pray that you would mold all the young men to be the men they're supposed to be and all the young ladies to be the ladies they're supposed to be. God, grow them in their friendships, grow them in favor with their parents, with their teachers, and with each other. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.